everyone. Hello. Hi, it is your host, Marissa, and this is Lions on Leashes. Today we have Kayla Subica. She is a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur with a drive to connect people to their unique brilliance. She's the owner of Uplifting Tarot, and Kayla uses human design, theater, and song to help us digest our stagnant emotion and to shift into radical self-acceptance and adoration. So visit upliftingtarot.com to book a reading with Kayla and to join her uplifting reading program. You'll be able to learn how to read tarot. And the best part about it is that you don't need a background to get started. This is for anyone. So during this journey with Kayla, you're going to connect with yourself and your own intuition. So follow Kayla on Instagram at Uplifting Tarot. So at 16 years old, Kayla shared a moment in her life that tarot reading took on a whole new meaning. She shared being in someone's deepest space within the three minutes of a session. She shared how she morphed into practicing just reading into uplifting readings, and there's a difference, and also her love for people. Kayla was so, 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 a thousand times so, nice enough to go into great detail into the five energies of human designs. So essentially it's your personal energy field. She also shares her affirmation for each profile. So right now, do this right now, before you listen to this episode, go to mybodygraph.com. Again, mybodygraph.com, fill out the information and follow along. She also has a pre-recorded Instagram live. I'll hyperlink in the episode description so you can learn more about the human designs. But when you fill this out, screenshot it, put it on your story and tag myself and Kayla. I would love to see what your human designs are. So the biggest takeaway that I believe that all of the listeners can reflect on was the moral of the conversation. And it's within yourself to do something with the information given to you. I thought that was really awesome. It's a great theme. I can't wait for you to listen to Kayla's story and to hear about the five energies of human design. And with that said, let's get this episode started. So Kayla, you are a tarot card reader. I am. And you're based out of Canada? I am. I am. Uh, I'm in Toronto. Oh, wow. Okay. So how did you get into this? Wow. <laughs> how did I get into tarot card reading? You know, I feel like I, I've been reading tarot for over 10 years and I still, when I say that I read tarot out loud, I still can't believe it. I feel like the little girl in me is just like, what? Like, that's so cool. Like, how did that happen? And I also believe that it's something that I never thought I would allow myself to do. And it's never something that I thought I'd allow myself to be known for publicly. So, you know, it all started from a really, really young age. I was always extremely spiritual, always very connected, connected to like, how how would I say this? Like I was, you know, I was religious, like, you know, I went to a Catholic school and like, I went to church, but when I went to church, like I was in it, you know, like I was very connected. So it started there. And then my mind started to kind of, you know, think me out of, uh, religion specifically. And I started to feel more connected to other things. So connected to nature, connected to the universe. 
and also very connected to people. So just being able to pick up the way that people are feeling and assuming that this is natural for everyone, you know, seeing someone they leave. And I think is certain things and no one else picked up on it. And I'm like, how, but this is like so obvious. So just having that sort of nature where I was very connected to people, connected to nature, spirit, and wanted to like put my pulse on the things that were going unsaid. I think that when we aren't being honest or when I see people who are like skirting, skirting around things, it upsets me. So I kind of was like, Tara was a way to, to get super clear and to kind of find out what I want to say without actually saying it with like having an image to just go on. That's a really long story. Long story short, Halloween, when I was 16 years old, I went to Screamers which is like a Halloween event here in Toronto. And they had a psychic booth and it was like, I'm finally out. I finally have some of my own money and I can go now and like purchase my first reading. And ever since that day, it was on. I was like, this resonated like, you know, to my core. And this is something that I know that I can do and that I'm going to do too. So was the person accurate? Oh my gosh. The person was so accurate. So I remember however much money I think, I think I had like $30 I was willing to spare. And I think it was like $50 for a tarot reading, but it was $30 for a palm reading. And I was like, yeah, here's my palm. And, you know, at the time I was 16, my mother and I weren't getting along super well. I'm not sure if that's common for a 16 year old person, (laughs) but you know, probably to some degree, but in my own family lineage, my grandmother on my father's side is estranged. And when I put my palm down, the reader said, your father has anxiety around the relationship that you and your mother have, because he doesn't want you to have the same relationship with your mother that he has with his mother. And I just like, like my jaw dropped. I like, I I couldn't believe it. I was in shock because they hadn't spoken in oh boy, I was 16. They had spoken like 14 years. Hmm. And wow. my father hadn't voiced that anxiety. But it's an obvious one. It makes so much sense. And this is kind of what I mean about say like the things that are going unsaid that can make a really big impact, right? So yeah, so it did resonate. It was pretty on for me. So did you did you go through like trainings or how did how does that work? Oh man. So After that, I would go to (laughs) the bookstores and just start reading, reading up on, you know, tarot. You know, when I was a kid, I used to go to the library and read up on astrology instead of do homework. And I don't just mean like sun signs. Like I was looking at Venus placements and cusps and, you know, what happens when your Pluto is conjunct Saturn And this is like, you know, grade seven, grade eight, grade nine. So I already started to get into, I guess, believing in, in, and connecting with different aspects of spirituality. So tarot didn't seem that far off. It just felt like just at the outskirts, it's like, it's like astrology is like the gateway to, to, you know, learning on all these other things. But what happened is, is I ended up buying my own tarot deck. And there's a little bit of stipulation. I guess when I was younger too, I had only heard about, you know, the whispers around what you're supposed to do with tarot. And 
and how you're supposed to get a deck and you're supposed to be gifted a deck. And so I also believe that one of the reasons why I am an uplifting tarot reader is because I'm here to kind of put the deck back into people's hands. If we need to be gifted something, then that means that we have to wait. And when we're waiting, we're not empowered and this can go by and we're not like fulfilling our own desires, right? So I ended up just buying my own deck from Chapters. It's uh, a bookstore chain. That's so funny you said that. I was gifted a Barnes and Noble. I don't know if you guys have Barnes and Noble, but a bookstore tarot card that came with a book. And my best friend and I, I mean, hours and hours of just like interpreting we're like, so, you know, like, wh- what do we think about? Like, do you think it's like, let's do one about Kevin, like your crush or like, what's going to happen? Like, we completely interpreted it what we wanted it kind of so off of the fun. scenario, but yes. I mean, we spent hours. Yes. Same fun. spent hours. Yeah. But you, you know, I always came to it with an extremely serious attitude. I'm not sure about you, but when I, as soon as I got these cards, I like, for me, I like, I kind of understood that this was serious or that is the, that's the attitude, the vibe that I always brought to my spiritual work is that like, this isn't so much about a crush. It's like, it is, but it's also like, is it in your highest and best interest to even pursue this? Is this what you truly want? Are you too like aligned? Like, do they want that? Right. Are you even looking for someone to date at this moment? Or are we all just supposed to have a crush because we're 17? Like there's so many different. And right away I was like, you know, I'd get to put on like my philosopher's hat and just start to go into these different like questions behind everything. And also too, I went to Catholic school up until sixth grade here, which is like middle school. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. it's pretty similar, but I was fascinated with, to this day, I still have, like, I love I'm selective with sci-fi, but I love like charmed, like witches and being able to like change people's minds. Maybe that's because I'm a crazy control freak and I would love (laughs) for that to actually happen in real life. But I loved charmed and any type of witches and mermaids and mythological that, that kind of, you know, shuns what reality is today. Mm. And I got the, I don't know if you watch charmed, but I got like their power of three book and I can't remember what they call it that at the time or if it even had a name and I would buy Ouija boards and like I was also oh, cool. very spiritual yeah you know but not knowing it I'm like well Mattel made this like how legit is you know but is right some type of I would also second guess what we were doing but then be like all right, right if it's like if it is something that's just a Mattel board it's not like a something that was given to you that you could train on right I'm still going to enjoy it even if it's for entertainment you know right so yeah. I, I totally had crazy nostalgia flashbacks when you were talking about that as a kid you know, I, I never got to play with the Ouija board. And um, so I always like, I'm so like excited for those who have the chance. And that's funny. I feel like I could buy myself one, but there, again, there's just so much taboo around all of this stuff and like Ouija board. Like I, you know, I used to be like scared of the thought of Ouija board, but also like excited by it. And, you know, regardless of who it's made by or it's really our intention that we bring when we use these tools. And when I use tarot cards, I don't believe that there's anything specifically magical about a tarot deck. I really feel like it's just a deck of stacked paper 
with images on it that have symbols um, and systems that I can rely on, but that just like a Ouija board, it's a tool. And it's, what am I going to bring to this tool? It's kind of like a hairdresser and their favorite scissors. You know, these scissors are their favorite tool. They know how to use them well, but it's all in the hairdresser. Right. It's interpretation too, right? You have to train on these. You have to understand what the three of cups is. If I got that right off the fly, I can't remember. You got it. I did? Okay, cool. Yeah. So you have to interpret that with what's going on with moons and what month we're in, right? Or like who's... Mm -hmm. Um, I'm doing a bitcher, butchering job on, on and trying to explain this, but there's a lot of, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of interpretation that comes to what you're looking at. You can't just put them down. Correct. You have to train yeah. yourself on that. Right. And that's a, right. that's a lot of work. That's a lot. Yeah. You clearly have the talent for it. Right. So yeah. I mean, it just, it is very intimidating, but yet I wish I could do it, you know? So <laughs> we go to people like you for those answers and that interpretation. Yeah. Um, I really find it to be like an insatiable curiosity. And it was something that I needed to give myself permission to kind of be in flow of, you know, there was so much resistance around me allowing myself to learn tarot. But when I would show up, you know, I I would be so in the moment. I'd be taking in all of the information. Um, I trained with a few different people and I just, it was like embarrassing how, alert, how present I was. It was very nerdy, you know, like everyone else is like, you know, just like gazing around or picking up the phone or checking it. My phone's like airplane mode. I'm like, I never sit up straight. I'm like sitting up straight for like two and a half hours and give me all the information you have. Like, I'm just so into it. Um, and I don't believe that I was born with a specific, specifically high, you know, sense of intuition or knowing, I do believe that this is something we're, we're all born intuitive. And so I try to help people connect with their own intuition. And then I share what I can about each card. And I would love for people to start reading tarot exactly where they're at, even though, I mean, we could spend years going into the deck and really learning all there is to know all of the archetypes, all the numerology, astrology, symbols, colors, or we can like start to read intuitively today and flip a card and be like, where does your eye go? <laughs> like, what's the first thing that you see? Like when you were shuffling, what word like just danced across your mind? That's enough. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know those. I don't know those things. So yeah. You said that you kind of had a, you kind of knew what people were feeling without yeah. them actually talking was it body language? Was it just like vibes or, you know, yeah. you're, so you're really good at reading people. So yeah. like, can you give me a scenario of, of back in the day? For sure. I feel like sometimes people will share what's going on with them and, and it'll get accepted at base value. And I'm just like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, didn't you notice that this person wasn't feeling themselves today or, And I don't just mean like when we're tired or it's like, no, there's something that's deeper. There's something that's going on here. Or if they're talking about like a job or a partnership and you can sense that they're just, they're not, they're not vulnerable in their sharing. They're trying to hold back. There's so many instances. I don't even know how to put my finger on one. It's like, you know, relationship dynamics within my family. It's with friends. It's like everywhere I go, it's the hanging back after and really getting to know what's going on, but 
realizing that other people just either don't have a sense or maybe they don't have the space to hold. I can't tell which is which. I can't tell. And, you know, especially with the pandemic right now, I, I really do feel like there, there is that issue of how much space do we have to hold for others? So even if we realize that others aren't on their, you know, aren't feeling lit up or aren't feeling their best, do we have space to ask them, you know, how can I best support you or what's really going on here? I just noticed, and I feel like a part of it too is maybe my Portuguese heritage where it's, it was, it seemed like it was really important growing up, like that people thought well of you. And so I don't think that if, if something is going on that maybe isn't, is going to make people think less of you that people wanted to share about that versus, you know, how are you really doing? Because it's all about like coming back to like feeling that wholeness, feeling that vibrancy, feeling alive, doing that healing. And if we're not accepting how we're feeling, we're not going to be able to kind of like pivot or do anything to change how we are. So I felt like there was a lot of like, mm, there's a lot of like saving face and not dealing with things, not dealing with the things that we need to, um, or having the conversations that we need to, or asking for any of the help that we need to. So I think that that is something that's also spurred me to like get to the truth of things. What's, what's your favorite part of what you do? Oh my gosh. I feel like crying. Like, I think my favorite part is that I get to be everyone's best friend. I don't even know how to explain this. I love people so much. I love strangers. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe like in all of my friends, my family, like they all know this, but like, you know, take me to a party or a wedding or anywhere. And I will be having like really deep conversations with people that I have just met. I adore people. I find them so interesting and I love exploring with them. Like I love to, you know, share what's going on with me. I love to hear what's going on with them. I love their stories and I always have. And so when I'm in a reading with someone, the coolest thing happens, you know, within three minutes, we are really at the deepest part of what they are kind of working through. And I'm over here shining a light being like, this is what your highest self is saying about this. And I'm reminding them of, you know, the power that they have within them. I'm reminding them of hope. I'm reminding them of who they are and what they actually want. And yeah, there's just like a mutual, like closeness that comes from that. And I, you know, when I first started reading, I would feel kind of like, almost bad for these people because here they are like basically in their underwear and here's this person who doesn't know them. And I'm like, you know, you got to get integrity, like back to integrity in your marriage. And it's like, whoa, like who we don't even know each other. I'm like, that's just what the cards are saying. So I used to say a lot more about how, like, you know, I'm a mess too. And now I just kind of say, like, I always say, you know, there's 78 cards, basically 78 stages of, of things that we all go through. So never feel like this is just you. Like I've been here, uh, depending on the the cycle, like what's been going on. How do I put this? Like I've been here sometimes, you know, in a month, in a day, you know, a couple of times a year. Like this is just reflecting a specific emotional space. And it's not only you who's going through it. 
So I guess through like mastering the cards, I've been able to kind of be vulnerable in a way where I don't have to put it all out on the table on my own end, just so that that person doesn't feel like embarrassed about what they're going through. That is so true. That is so true. I actually wrote down while you were talking to remember to come back to it, that I bet you're the person that people automatically tell their life story to without you even asking. A hundred percent. And I'm so present to it. I just adore it. I eat it up. I'm like a natural storyteller myself. Like I'm also a writer and an actor, a performer, a singer. So I, there's, and for me, I feel like it's all under the same umbrella. It's all about that presence. It's all about me being present with another person and that aspect of being live with that person, right? Just being like right here with them. And for me, that's what stage is. For me, that's what writing is. It's all about that vulnerability of being in that closeness, that space with someone. Um, so yeah, you know, in a group of people, I definitely know more about each person than, you know, the person to the left or the right of me because I'm interested. Touche. For sure. <laughs> right. But I also, I bet that people just come to you being like, hi, oh, hi, I'm Kayla. That was cool. And then you end up being each other's best friends. They know you're se- like, you know, their secrets, yeah. you know, I just, I could, I could sense that with you. And I was curious if I was accurate. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. So you said something too about emotional stages and being vulnerable and you proving that you don't have to, or let me retract that that you don't, not proving, but you don't have to justify their feelings by you sharing yours, right? right you could be right. the, just the mediator or the referee between what's the interpretation and what's going on in their lives. And I like that you said emotional stages. And I, I actually wrote down, and this is an, an assumption that I feel like people use tarot or horoscopes when they're trying to find a meaning in their path, when they're at their lowest, it's never like at their highest or when they're really confused or trying to find the meaning of life. Like when I was single and I was totally not scared, but like, all right, I'm the unknown is really present for me. Okay. I need some guidance. Is that accurate? Yes. I would say that when people first come to me, that is probably why, like, I would say like 80% of people, you know, the other, the other percentage want coaching like in their business through tarot or like it's their birthday and they want it like for the year or it's like a new year. I used to use tarot the same way. I went through a really scary relationship initially with tarot because I was like so in and so scared because it was so on point all the time. It was freaking me out. And so I used to like be really nervous as to what the deck would tell me, you know, as to what the person would say. And then when people would come to me for readings, when I first started, they would bring that energy. They would sit across the table from me and just say like, what is going to happen to me? And it was awful to hear that. That's a lot of responsibility. It is. And it doesn't feel good. It's so disempowering for me and for them. And so I'd be shuffling the deck being like, shit, oh my God, I hope this is going to be good. Like, I'm so scared for you too, right? And now it's like, no, 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 no. Like, no way. Like, I don't want that for you. And I don't want that for me. So I have completely, within a couple of years, like I completely changed the way that I was reading tarot. I now call it uplifting tarot. 
And it's not that I won't go into, you know, the shit that we're in. Like I absolutely will, but I find that tarot readings are uplifting because they connect us to the truth within ourselves. So we're not staying in this like victim space, right? You're not confirming they're feeling like shit. Like they already know that's why they're there. You know, how do we move forward or what's the path or what can we learn from the experience? Yes. And how can we bring this power back? So we're not waiting on things to change from the outside. And then we're not at the whim of what's going to happen to us. Right. So I also think it's just, I think it allows people to kind of bet on themselves and feel a little bit more in control of their own life. Even though, I mean, life is completely unpredictable. And I always say that too, like it it truly is. We can't predict what's going to happen, but if you trust that you are playing a part, you're playing your role in this. And if a tarot reading can help you to trust yourself, then you're going to take more empowered action. So what do I want for me? This is what I want for me. Okay. Let's look at that. Let's look at how you can get it. When I say get it, I more so mean how you can, you believe you can get it because the journey is not here nor there. Once you get it, you're going to want the next thing anyway. You're always going to be on the journey, but if you believe that you can get it. And that's where I read for people consistently. Those are the people who really come back because that's my style. And I've been, I've worked with such like incredible people who floor me in terms of the amount of belief they have in themselves. We do a session. They're like, okay, great. I'm going to go do this, this, that, this, that. They come back in a few months and they've done all those things. And next, right onto their next goals. I'm just there like, I'm in awe of you. They're like, I'm in awe of you. I'm like, no, you need to understand that the only reason why this is working is because you're taking that action, right? It's just incredible. Wow. You're like the motivating messenger to help people. And you're right. It's within themselves to get that done because they can go, okay, thank you. Yep. Slap the laptop and then just be, stay miserable, but it's within themselves. Right. And that there's a blog out there. I think it's a, I actually think it's an art. It's someone's art and they take a quick picture of a reaction after you, they told someone they were beautiful oh, and wow. that reaction on the people's faces and you know, things like that. I would love to see if that could be done from your point of view. After you tell someone something that's motivating. Yes. That and would that, be beautiful. That flash of something on their faces. I would bet is just as incredible as that reaction because it must, it must be really cool to see on your side. When that you gives me, yeah, like that. that'd be so beautiful. So I have done some research on the human designs and I went to my bodygraph.com. I watched <gasps> your, I watched your thing and I did my, I did my human aura. Is that what yeah. it's called? Okay. I was born on May 31st, 1990. I am a left-handed Gemini. (laughs) I was born in New York. (laughs) My my dog is actually, um, she's not, I'm not going to pull it out. Well, she's not a vegetarian, but she's grain free. So I think that's hilarious, (laughs) but I am part of the entire population as well. I am a generator. Love it. So I saw that it's 70% of the population are generators. Yeah. 70% are a type of generator. Okay. So there's two types. There's a manifesting generator and then there's a generator. And so in your part of the population, it's, let me guess how much here. 
can I, show, I would say can it's I like, just what, show you and then I yeah, of course. To what people, okay. So everyone I'm sharing, there's a, when you go to my body graph, com and on Kayla's Instagram, she actually has a recorded live where she breaks through them and tells you all these directions of, of what to do. But very quickly, I will share. I am. Oh, did I just touch it? That's okay. Oh, no. So as you're looking it up, I just want to let everyone know. So it's, there's five different energy types in human design. We have a manifester, projector, a generator, which Marissa is. Uh, manifesting generator, a manifesting generator and a reflector and human design has been like a hot topic. I'd say like this year, really before, like I discovered it a couple years ago and it really was hard to like get any information around. And now it's just like blown up. And it's so great that again, this information is accessible it's, you know, I just feel so great that these things are normal. I mean, I opened up when I say normal, I don't mean normal. I mean that more people are using them yeah. outwardly, you know, I still think that there's their phenomenons like anyway, but when I started my uplifting tarot Instagram page, I did that five years ago. So, so what, I was what is it though? to do it? It's so it's, it's your aura, right? What, what yeah, I don't so, really know what it is, but I feel like People should know it and look it up and okay. find out stuff about yeah. themselves. So human design is the study of, yeah, your personal energy field. And it takes things like the I Ching and astrology and brings them together and creates this whole other chart that's like super intricate and really, really, really cool. And also it's not that difficult to learn. And that is just like my mantra for all spiritual tools. Everybody, I want you to know, yeah, it looks complicated. The brain's going like, what is this? The mind wants to figure it all out. It's not that complicated. Um, I always try to teach like when I'm on a live or when I'm doing a reading for anyone, again, to put this power back into your own hands and connect everyone with these spiritual tools. So when you like look at your human design chart, you see a map of your own energy and kind of like what you came here with. Ooh, I see Marissa sharing your screen. Hey, so beautiful. I am a generator and my strategy is to respond. And I immediately thought like, yeah, I guess I do have to have the last word in an argument. Like that was like the first <laughs> thing I said to myself. Yeah, it makes sense. I do think though, when it came to my stomach though, it should say no self-control, love salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I immediately thought. But yeah, I did this while I was watching your live and I took some notes about the generator. I know I want you, I've asked if you could go into them. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But is anything uh, here, I do have consistent energy and use my energy for something. Love it. And I, okay, I'm going to shut up now, but cause I'm kind of geeking out. So, but I'm, you're the expert. So if you could quickly explain for like just three minutes or like three seconds, like what an, all of this means. And then we can go. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at your profile, I see that you have a five one there in your profile. So <laughs> I don't want to get like, again, I don't even want to use the word complicated. I just want to be mindful because of our time and, you know, um, but everyone's going to have a profile number. And I feel like this is a fantastic start, you know, like you can get everywhere you want to go, get all the information you really need with your profile number and your energy type. 
Okay. So we know that you're a generator, so we can go into your energy type and your profile is a five one. So a five one is a natural, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's almost like, it basically is like, it feels like people kind of look to you and, and assume that you have the answers. There's like this heroic energy around a five one. A five one is meant to, and you're like, I've got that too. No, you're I'm like, just like, I'm, just like yes. Yes. I'm taking yes. it as an insane compliment. Cause I don't, yeah. I call my friends for everything. So oh, wow. that's, that's, it's a, well, it depends like advice on life. I go to yeah. them to figure stuff out. But if it's like, Hey, how do I figure out my financials? How do I succeed in my careers? Or how do I get there? Or things like that, like on the professional level and like get your life together. Yes. But like, you know, the other side, it's like, is this cool that I said that? Is that all right? You know? Right. Kind of right. So, wow. Interesting. Well, with a five one as well, there's really like this aspect of doing something, you know, it's so hard because like I'm a five one myself. So I feel like everyone's like this, but apparently yeah. it's not. It's about doing something your own way, completely uniquely and universalizing it. So you're like, okay. And it kind of happened for me for tarot, which is a little bit freaky, but okay. But it's like, you come up with your own specific method and then you share it with the world. And we are constantly here to be researching and sharing with the world and researching and sharing with the world. And so for a five, one, other people can assume that you just know the answer because didn't you already read up about this? Don't you already know about that? You're just always learning things. There's just so much information that you have. And in a conversation, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I read about that Tuesday or I know about this and that, or have you tried this? So there's this like thing that we just naturally want to fix or make better. And so for some others that could be like, we're like, there's like a savior thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we want to be the ones or we have the solution. Right. So with the five one, it's fantastic when we can say like, I don't know. And you call a friend, right? Right. Like, oh, so and that's cool. so great. Well, thank you for my five second Marissa Traver look at, but for the people Again, super high level. And I know we talked about just for a second, but officially, because I got so excited, I interrupted you. I apologize like 15 times, threw it up here, couldn't find it. But I think it'd be really cool for people to know their aura because I do know there are very spiritual Mercury's in retrograde, Marissa. Do not purchase anything. I've gotten those texts before from awesome people. Just like, what's what's this about? You know, so very spiritual people listen to this podcast. Amazing. So I'm yeah. going to give it to you to explain the profiles. Okay. Okay, great. So we have the five energetic profiles. And what I love about human design is that there's so much permission here for us to be who we really are. There's a lot of shame around uh, us being molded into functioning adults where we, you know, we are all meant to be more alike than we are different, run on the same schedule, need the same things. We're seen as weak if we need something that's not like outside of the norm. And human design just goes back to like, how do you function? What do you need? And how can you best thrive? And I find that so exciting for us to learn. So I'm going to start, I'm going to go through each energy type just for like a minute here. So I'll start off with the manifestors. Um, And again, you know, there's like a certain percentage of how many are here. Like for manifestors, there's like 9% of the population and like some are more rare than others, but I don't really buy into that. I think that it's important that you're here. 
And I think that no matter what percentage of the population is also your energy type, that you came here as your energy type to do something specific. And I don't mean that you need to have like a specific mission in the world, but yeah, like specific conversations, specific awakenings for other people. You're here um, meant to live as you. And just because we have got like 30 something, you know, percent manifesting generator or generator doesn't mean that you aren't special. You so are, and you're so needed. But the thing is, is that again, if there's less of you, then maybe people don't really understand your energy type as much. That's the only thing, right? So for manifestors, you are here as the people who are meant to really throw the stick of dynamite at what needs attention (laughs) and make a great impact and kind of bring awareness to things. And, you know, after that, we have other energy types who will come in and do some work around that and start to build systems and start to lead people. But you're kind of here as that person who is a few steps ahead, who sees what the next steps in like our evolution are. And so for you, it could be difficult to look left and look right and not see people who are on that same mission as you. The mantra that I've come up with for manifestors is, I am my own source of validation. Manifestors have definitely heard no a lot, a lot in their life. I think that manifestors really need to connect with themselves and let go of what other people are going to say about what they're doing or about what they want or how they see things, you know, how they see what can be possible for themselves and for others and for the world. Um, Other people aren't going to have that same vision but they do catch on. So if you're listening and you're a manifester, like what did you know was going to maybe become mainstream, you know, like be it in culture, be it in fashion, whatever that you were ahead of, right? Like there's gotta be things that, you know, you're consistently ahead of that you had a hunch or an urge around and, but that you didn't take action on. And I want you to feel that because you're meant to take action on it. And I want you to feel and remind yourself like what it feels like when you didn't, because you're meant to be first, you're meant to be the first, uh, and being the first can be a little bit lonely. And that's why I love the internet because we can find other people who are, who want to be the first two, who are in that same, who have that same initiating energy. So there are Facebook groups for manifestors, um, that are free. They are for all these human design types, but it's like, you know, get together virtually with other people who are your type and share your experiences that you know that you're not alone. Manifestors as well, you work best in spurts. So you might need to reschedule what work looks like for you. You know, working a consistent, consistent is kind of like the, ooh, not the best term for manifestor, but working like consistently, you know, with the same energy Monday to Friday, that might feel like near impossible for you, you might deal with burnout, right? So we want to work around your own energy. So that's my manifestor friends. For projectors, hi projectors, what's up? So projectors are our natural guides here. And, you know, if you're not a projector, you can still guide people, absolutely. But just one of the talents that a projector has is to see things deeply. Um, in the writings that I've written, in what I've read about projectors is that they can like penetrate the aura. Ooh, some of this language is like a little, you know, like, what does that mean? But I really think what it means is that they can see you 
and they can see like what would be in your best interest for you to like do next. Like maybe you'd really thrive in this role or maybe they can see like exactly where you would thrive. So with a projector, they feel like they know, they know the answers that can get a little bit frustrating for people who didn't ask them for their opinion or for their answer. So we always say like projectors got some really like deep medicine. The people that you're talking to, are they open to your medicine? So for projectors, we want them to feel invited in before they share. Because if they don't, if they aren't invited in, there's a sense of bitterness. Like why is, you know, if, if they give their insight and it doesn't get received well, they're going to wonder, like, they're going to take it personal. Like, why does this person not want to listen to me? Like, I obviously know what's best for them. Maybe you don't because you haven't been welcomed in. So, you know, if somebody asks you for opinion, that's great. But then once you've shared it, it's up to us to react to what we've heard from you. And it's not a reflection on as to whether you were right or or if you weren't right. It's about us. Are we ready for that? Or maybe we've shifted since we've last spoken. So for projectors, the affirmation that I've come up with is my insights are my currency and I spend them wisely. We don't just want to be throwing your insights around projectors. Okay. They're sacred. And we only want to share them with those who are ready for them generators I'm all pumped because that's you they're all beautiful generators have got this like beautiful sparkly aura generators are also you know the doers meaning they have energy for things and so it actually depends on how they're spending their energy in terms of if they're going to be feeling sparkly or not now we all do have some energy but generators and manifesting generators have more consistent energy they have that sacral energy meaning they wake up in the morning with a certain amount of energy, manifestors, projectors, reflectors, not so much, right? Ours fluctuate much more with the generators because you have energy and because you want to use it, you may feel like that your worth is reflected in what you can produce and what you can do. And also we look to generators and we're just like, well, they got energy. They can do it. It's like, Hey, can you, like all of a sudden you've got more tasks on your plate than other people, just because you can do something. It's like, Oh, Hey, can you send me an email about this? Or can you do that? Or did you mind following up? Or can you help me move? Or can you watch my kid? And it's like, you know, a generator like wants to say yes, but it's important that they're minding their energy. So just because you can, doesn't mean that you should. And also with a generator, because like applying your energy is so important for you in terms of satisfaction, what you do for work or how you spend your time is very important. So what does your day look like? And are you feeling satisfied at the end of the day with how you've spent your energy? So just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And for a generator, the affirmation that I have here is I say yes when I am lit up and no when I am not. I drop the guilt around my nose. So saying no for a generator is a practice. My partner of eight years is a generator. And I really feel like ever since learning human design, I'm like, okay, instead of wondering why they've said no, or, you know, pushing them to change to a yes, or maybe like, I'm like more understanding, like, okay, they're honoring their energy. You know, they do, they, they work hard enough. I don't need to, we don't need to like clean the house tonight from top to bottom. 
you know, like, because I'm a manifester and I just had that urge to do that all of a sudden, right? It's like, maybe not so fair to just know that I, I think he's so great. He's a fantastic cleaner. For me, I'm like scattered. I'm all over the place with him by my side. I know we'd be able to get things done quickly, but he doesn't have the energy for it. And I need to respect that. Or he just really needs to like have a chill night. Like he just needs to unwind. It's like, he needs to watch TV or just be relaxed, feel relaxed. I need to respect that. And I do think that knowing human design has helped that for me. So we have our manifesting generators. The difference with the manifesting generator is that the manifesting generator, it has a bit of this manifester quality where it's, it's like a hybrid of the two types of manifester and a generator. So they're still here to respond, but with a manifesting generator, they move a little bit quicker, right? So a manifesting generator is meant to like really be experimenting and putting them their feet in like straight away into things that are lighting them up. But they have this amazing sense of consistency to keep going, right? Like I'm a manifester. I, I got an urge. I'm like going all in for a few days. And then it's like, please no one talk to me for two days. I can't, I can't do it all. I need that really like that time to just, it's kind of like this wave that I go on where I'm all in and then I need time off and it's ongoing. Whereas a manifesting generator is like, but life is still exciting. Like life's too exciting to just like, turn my phone off for two days, that type of vibe, right? So with a manifesting generator, they can initiate, but they want to check in all the time. So it's like, oh, I've got this idea. I've got this thing. I'm going to try it out. Okay, I'm starting it. Is this still aligned or do I need to pivot? Okay, I need to pivot this way. I need to pivot that way. So I feel like they can see like two steps ahead, but they can't see the full view, And the reason why I feel like manifesting generators are here is to kind of help us all understand that there is so much possibility for us all. So one of the wounds around a manifesting generator, and my gosh, this comes up in readings all the time, is that they're told that they're quitters or that they can't see things through or that they're like, people are like tired of like them changing their mind often about like their own life, like what they want to do. And like, they're here to explore. And I always tell them, yeah, okay. So you felt like learning how to fence, you know? So you try, you were doing that for a couple of months and then you put that down because that didn't feel good to you anymore. And you want to go learn something else. Well, in that couple of months, you brought this to so many people around you. And now someone's at home, like watching that and someone's doing that. And someone's uncle is now, you know, going on to this nut. So you're bringing more information to us through your experiences and your sharing of your experiences. You're broadening what we know is like what we think is even out there. So it's so cool to be that person. So with the manifesting generator, their mantra is changing my mind keeps me in integrity. And it's most important for them to always be in integrity and not worry what we're going to think. We think you're interesting. We think you're exciting. We want to hear about what you're up to. And now for our reflectors. Mm. So our reflectors are 1% of the population. So I do feel like that's worth sharing in terms of, you know, their experience. So if you're a reflector, I do feel like it would be so beneficial to find community with other reflectors. Again, I always go to Facebook because there's free groups. And especially if it's something that you're like new to, then, you know, not investing in a paid group yet or whatever, it would be 
so beneficial just to like experiment and see if you want to learn more about your nature or if it even resonates with you. So as a reflector, your environment is extremely influential on you. And you're kind of here to show us how we're doing. (laughs) So like in, let's say, for example, like in a family, we always want to look at how the reflector is to, and the reflector is going to tell, like reflect back to us what we need to change and what we need to heal. And, you know, what needs to go on to have a healthy environment, right? Reflectors. So on your human design, you're going to have little centers that are filled in color and you're going to have other areas that are white. And so for a reflector, their energy is white. Their energy is white. The centers are white, not their energy is white. And so that means that they're very open to the energy of others around them. So they can be like very natural, like empaths. Really, they can get the best pulse on how people are doing. And sometimes they need to reflect on if the way that they're acting is actually in alignment with them or if they're taking on programming from those people around them with these open energy centers where they can amplify energy around them. So reflectors, their affirmation is my environment nurtures me deeply, aka if you don't feel nurtured and safe in your environment, you need to leave because you are going to pick that up. You're going to internalize that and it's not going to feel great. So this can be like you walk into a coffee shop and you realize right away, this is not the place for me. Cool. Right. Or if you're meant to go for dinner and you already have someone who's waiting there for you, they've ordered a water or a drink or something. Yeah. Great. You get there. This isn't the place for you. Cool. Finish up your water, your drink. We'll pay for that. And we'll go to the next place. It's really respecting who you let near you. So this is people, this is media, this is everything. This is food. Like what you're intaking is you're very sensitive to the environment. So those are the five beautiful energy types in human design. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That was wonderful. Wow. So cool. So you're educating us already. So that's perfect. I think to go into the reading program. I really feel like, and I think that more and more people are going to start to learn how to read for themselves. And the reason for this is, is that it's just the most empowering way to use these tools. So I have started an uplifting tarot reading program where I can help people to learn how to read tarot and start exactly where they're at right now. You don't need to have a background in astrology like I did. And maybe that did help me, but I was like, you know, again, my curiosity just couldn't help. I couldn't help, but have that background. I couldn't help research what it, you know, but you don't have to have these things literally I don't want to say all you have to do, but literally what we're doing in the program initially is connecting with ourselves, you know, and in our own intuition. So that looks like, you know, what we're feeling as we're shuffling the deck. And if we're seeing anything, when we like close our eyes and we're shuffling, when we reveal a card, what is the like image or the the part of the image that we look to is the first thing that we see a sun is a snake is it a mountain right? And what does that mean for us? Now in this program, I go through each card in depth. I go through the suits. I go through the numerology. I go through the astrology. I give you the tools, but again, I always tell people, you know, in a reading, when you're reading for someone, let's say you're having an hour reading with someone, 
You're not going to say, oh, I got the king of pentacles. And so, and like everything around the king of pentacles, right? It's like, it's just here to inform and reflect your own intuition, which you're already picking up on. So it's like, okay, I feel like it's very important that you, because you're maybe already talking about like business, like I feel it's very important for you to open up that business account or to make this completely official and blah, 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 blah. Because we, you know, we want to bring in that earth, that groundedness from the pentacles, but we don't want to say, you know, ruled by Taurus, you know, you ha- you're an authority, this, that, that, there's so many things that are just unnecessary. So it's like, okay, where do your eyes go straight away? What in like one sentence does this mean to you? So I do give all of the information, all of the cards, but I don't want to overwhelm people. And I feel like people do not jump in to learning these systems because there's so much to learn and they're not wrong. With the program, I do have a mini like bonus course around human design. And again, it's like, I just think that these are important tools. So for me, I want people to learn these things. I've already taught people how to do these things, but for now, for me now, it's more so tools for ourselves. Like I've taught people, I've got like this one coach who um, messaged me and they're like, I've been reading a tarot card for all of my clients. And it's like one tarot card per session. So they coach and they go into a tarot card. She's like, and I just had a session with someone and there was like five minutes left. And she was like, can I get a card? Like, can I get my card? So now it's like they want it every time. And again, why do people want a card from a coach, right? A coach is like coaching you through something specific, right? So whether it be like anxiety or how to build wealth or, you know, around a specific niche in business, why do you want that? tarot card? What what does that have to do with anything? And I think what it does with anything is, again, it comes back to that trust of self. Like, yeah, okay, you've given me all the information, right? But can I do it? This tarot card says that, yes, you can. Or this tarot card says, this is how you can implement this information. Or this tarot card says, I know that you're feeling this way. Like, it's that validation. It's that, what am I going to do now? I know everything that I need to know. How am I going to implement this? Right? Because I feel like at the end of the day, we question, can I? A lot. Or who am I to do this? Quite a bit. We are our own worst enemies. And then we just validate that with the negativity that's brought in when it's said to us. And we somehow validate that. We have to just start looking at it in a different lens and being able to understand that with the information that's given in front of us, we can actually do something with it. It's just within ourselves. Right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know? So I use tarot day to day. I use it in all aspects of my life. Like I use it in my business, obviously, but I use it like creatively. I use it around um, what I'm feeling in terms of like, if I'm going to journal, like how do I feel this day? Or I might journal on a card or what's the dynamic between someone else and me and us coming together to work on a specific project. How do I feel about this? What are my limitations and why? Oof, I go into that a lot. It's important to kind of just see our limitations. Sometimes I'll I'll pull a card and I'll say like, just show me what I'm afraid of because I'm feeling fear around this. I, you know, I'm self-employed. I've got a ton of ideas. There's so many things that I'm implementing and I'm learning and I'm creating. And it's like, there's a lot of fear around taking these steps and doing that at all levels of whatever you're doing. So 
I know that I can't just say, well, I'm scared. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, well, I'm scared. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to show up. It's like, can you show me what I'm afraid of? Can you just like, and it's like, okay. Okay. Like sometimes it, the funniest is when it's like, you get these like bright, beautiful cars, like, right. I'm afraid of success. Right. I'm afraid this is going to go super well. And then more people are going to find out about me. Right. So it's just these beautiful reminders and it kind of takes, again, takes that power away from what's holding us back and puts the pulse on exactly what it is. And then we get this, we can shift back into, so what would happen if, you know, a thousand more people found out about me, right? You can start going into things to self-soothe while you're going along the journey. So Kayla, we ask the same question and the last question for who, everyone who comes on the podcast. Okay. And that is, what is one thing that you've experienced that everyone should go through? Wow. Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> Has anyone talked about using mushrooms yet? <laughs> no. No, but please. Okay. So I have purchased mushrooms and I take a microdose of mushrooms twice a week. So that's about, oh, let's see. It's a, about a 10th of the amount that you would use recreationally. The first time that I took them, I guess I, I guess my body was just like, well, there's no tolerance for them because I haven't had them in my system, but my body just really like welcomed them in. And I had this day where like, I wasn't hallucinating because of course it wasn't enough, right? I wasn't hallucinating. But what I was able to do that day was to really like hear my soul, not my ego. So my ego is all of the stories that I've collected based on who I think I am, right? The, the way that others have reacted to me, the experiences that I've had, times when I have failed or times when things have gone well. And it's like the map of who I believe I am. And so it was a Monday morning. It was 10 a.m. I took a microdose and I was going to go on with my day. And I do it because I have ADHD and I have, there's lots of great studies out there around microdosing and ADHD and everything. And so I was like, I'm going to try this. So it's 10 a.m. By 11 a.m., I am like laughing and crying and hearing like my inner voice basically who's like afraid of nothing. So we're in the pandemic. I'm like crying. I'm like, you know, I miss my friends. Like all of a sudden all these things that I'm like suppressing are coming up. And my inner voice is like, well, just book a flight here and book a flight there. I'm double vaxxed. It did, did happen while I was double vaxxed, but I was like, it's not that simple. You know, like, I don't think it's that simple, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, even with like, with tarot, with astrology, with writing, with acting, it just gave me the most clear blueprint of what to do next, what to do next, what to do next, what to do next. I have all the answers right here inside of me. So I wrote down all the answers that I gave myself. And there wasn't one problem, one reason why I shouldn't. It was just all the things I should do without any rebuttal from the ego. The next day I wake up with all of the clarity and I'm like, backpedaling, backstepping, like, no way I can't do this. I can't do this. So it's like, for me, I would love everyone to be able to have an experience like that because we have the truth within us. We are not the story that we've created of ourselves. And 
again, with tarot, that's what I do in a reading, but it was just so profound to have that happen by myself, you know, with myself and to not be able to kind of like talk myself out of it for hours. (laughs) So that is what I suggest everyone do. Go on a mini mushroom trip. (laughs) That's so great. I love it. I like it. That's a real raw answer. And you didn't, what an amazing outcome, yeah. really. Yeah. So that's still my guide. Okay. So visit upliftingtarot.com to learn more. Sign up for this awesome program. You already got a small glimpse of Kayla's awesome education. And to even book your own uplifting tarot reading right online. And also don't forget, follow Kayla on Instagram at Uplifting Tarot. Oh my God. Kayla. I, as a generator, I'm going to make a really funny pun right now, but I truly (laughs) mean it that as a generator, I am so happy. I put my energy into meeting you and talking to you today. This was so awesome and so new for me. And obviously I geeked out hard. You are a lady with lions. Welcome to the community. We are so happy to have you. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Marissa. 